You're meant for something different. You're meant for something else. You're meant for something more. This is when we have the monkey face. I think it has a lot to do with temptation. I think it has a lot to do with knowing your calling, knowing who you are, because I think that's when you don't get tempted so much. Maybe even unanswered prayers too. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we pray for things and they don't happen. And we think that universe is not listening, but universe is listening. It's like, that's not for you. (laughs) Hi, welcome to the Soul Streaker podcast. I'm your host, Jenna Jake. Are you ready to feel all lit up and excited? Like you just ran through a field naked? I am. So drop that baggage and let your soul go streaking. Are you wearing a monkey face? Do you know what a monkey face is? A monkey face is when you may be on the wrong path or a relationship ended. Then you realize that wasn't your calling. That wasn't where you were supposed to be. There's something more for you. How do you know if you have a monkey face? What do you do if you are wearing a monkey face? How do you get rid of a monkey face? You definitely want to stick around for this. We know there's something more out there for you, and we want you to find it, wearing your own beautiful face. Hi, Megan. How are you? I'm great, Jenna. How's your new year going so far? It's a new year. 22 is my number. This is my year. I'm so excited. I have this great topic today that I wanted to talk about. The question I want to ask you, Megan, is do you have a monkey face? Mm, I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) This idea started when I was reading this book from Hollywood to the Himalayas by Sadhvi Bhagwati Saraswati. Oh my God, please. If I mangled that Sadhvi, I'm very sorry. She has a chapter called Monkey Face. Now this book is about a woman from California who moved to India and became a renunciate and really a spiritual leader of India. She was a California Jewish young girl that ended up in India because her husband at the time wanted to go. It's an amazing story. And she became this spiritual leader in India. Wow. What a transformation. It's a great book. I had just started reading this book and then somehow just had missed her like a couple of weeks before she had been in my town at a meeting talking about this book. Crazy. Just missed her by like two weeks. So now it's 2004, a vibrant 20 something, I think. Oh, now she's a middle-aged woman now. Back in 2004? I don't know. I don't think she was a 20 something in 2004 because she's around my age. So this had to be in the 90s, I'm thinking. Anyway, so she's at her ashram and she's talking about this Hollywood hunk who is a mystery man she won't she doesn't reveal his name who came to the ashram she was supposed to be his spiritual teacher and they're talking and he says to her I'm very attracted to you I think she freaked out she kind of like blew it off then because she's a renunciate she's celibate so God only knows how long she'd been celibate for and now you've got this hunky Hollywood mystery man who comes to the ashram and she's supposed to be a spiritual teacher. And he's saying, I'm attracted to you. She says, it wasn't until a particular famous actor came to the ashram on the second day of his visit. We sat in my office talking about my spiritual life and his movie career. Suddenly he said, I'm very attracted to you. I froze. I was supposed to be a spiritual teacher, not a love interest. 
I carefully deflected the comment without blatantly ignoring it and our conversation regained its former flow. Neither of us mentioned it or hinted at it again. However, he kept coming back. He was a 30-something unmarried man and she was a 30-something unmarried woman. Oh, okay. That kind of messes with my guests because they're around the same age. I guess this was maybe 2004. Okay. Because I was like, who is this Hollywood hunky mystery man? (laughs) My guess was Richard Gere. That was my guess. Because that would make a lot of sense. Okay. He was definitely not in his 30s. He's definitely older than us. Now I'm stumped, Megan. (laughs) I'm still hung up on the fact that she calls a 30-year-old a middle-aged. Is that what's happening? No, I, I don't know. No, she, I think because she was, that she was middle-aged now. It doesn't happen so much that I'm a middle-aged woman, but in the beginning, when I was a vibrant 20 something, people would ask me, don't you ever think about romance or sensual pleasures? Do you really want to be celibate forever? So now he left, but then they stayed friends. And she always felt a surge of excitement every time she met with him. And then she started having romantic fantasies about him. Mm. She goes to her guru and he tells her this story about the monkey face. Okay. And it's about this great sage, Narada. He was visited by a king and his daughter. And the king asked Narada to look at the daughter's palm and bless her for the future. As the day of her, okay, Swaya Yambra was approaching. I guess that's the day that she picks a groom. She would have to choose her groom from among a castle of eligible bachelors. Now, he was also a spiritual teacher, like she was, a holy rishi, a brilliant spiritual guru, and the author of, okay, Baki Sutras. He took her hand. However, rather than reading her palm, he became intoxicated by its softness. He could see only his yearning to the delicate lines running along her pink, silky skin. As he raised his eyes and beheld the princess's beauty, he was transfixed. So just like Mm -hmm. she was, he was. Same situation. Nearly Mm -hmm. regaining his composure before the king noticed, Narada told the king that his daughter was the embodiment of the goddess Lakshmi. And no one else, less than Harry, who is like Lord Vishnu, would be her groom. The highest of the high, this Lord Vishnu, Hari, H-A-R-I, would be the groom. So the king was thrilled to receive the sage's blessing and requested that Narada grace the Swambraya with with his presence. So he went to this event where she has to pick the groom he agreed planning out not just to grace her but he wanted to be the one chosen to be the groom Mm. so he rushed to this lord vishnu and he begged him to bestow upon him the glorious face of hari this h-a-r-i yeah okay which is the face of the divine he says okay so this lord vishnu grants him this he goes, he struts into this event, ecstatic and confident that the beautiful princess's hand would be his. For now, he has the face of Hari, the glorious divine Lord. And the princess walked up and down the rows and aisles, surveying one potential groom after another. He waited patiently, knowing the moment that he came upon this divine greatness, both in wisdom and beauty, she would put the flower garland upon his head, symbolizing her selection. But when she got to him, she looked at him with a slight smile on her lips and continued to the next man in line. He was incensed. How is this possible? He stormed out of the castle, found a river in which to behold his reflection. As soon as he 
knelt down to the river, he understood, but Lord Vishnu had given him the face of a monkey. One of the meanings of the word Hari in Sanskrit is monkey. Mm-hmm. So he okay. fulfilled his promise because he wanted the face of Hari, but I guess this was the most beautiful Hari <laughs> guy. But he gave him a monkey face instead. Because the Lord Vishnu knew that Narada was not meant to run off with the princess and live in the castle because he was this sage and he was the one that was needed by humanity, but he had a higher calling that he couldn't just run off with this princess that he needed to be there for the people. He was meant to write this Baki Sutras, a unique and sacred treatise on devotion. His life was not fated to be running after sensual pleasures with a beautiful woman. So when he Mm -hmm. asked for the face of Hari, he got the monkey face. Mm. So basically, her guru was telling her the same thing, that you are not meant for that life either. You are meant for something deeper, not to run off with, she calls him Tom, the celebrity. To run off with Tom is not your dharma. Okay. So I love that story. I thought that was really good. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Jenna, after you read that passage, I got so much more out of it than the the tale. It is an Indian tale that people can Google book in the show notes. It's a chapter called monkey face. Interesting. So to me, it almost has a lot to do with manifesting. You said you mentioned Dharma. So your life's purpose. And when you are uh, tempted And some manifestation coaches call it, yeah, a test to see, oh, is this what you want? But it's really not what you want because you want your dharma, your higher purpose. So these, what you, you could think of it as a defeat, like a door closing, but it's really a a window opening. It's directing you back to your purpose. What I don't understand. So let's say she decided to run off with hunky Hollywood mystery man number one, Tom, right? Mm -hmm. Why couldn't she have her Dharma and be Tom's lady? I don't understand why what one has to do with the other because your Dharma is your purpose. And I don't think another person is anybody's Dharma. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I guess for her to really be the spiritual person that she is. And I wish Satvi was here so we could ask her, You, she needs to go full renunciate. I don't want to have to be a renunciate to be spiritual. <laughs> no. I don't want to be celibate. I can't be spiritual and, and like have sex. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, not for everyone. It reminds me of uh, what my business coach had told me the other day about being the person who can do hard things. It's not so much about the results. It's the person who can do hard things. So for Sati, is that her name? Sati. Mm-hmm. And, and she was in, in this practice of doing the hard thing, of steering clear of her sexual desires. She's doing the hard thing and therefore cementing her place in the sage pedestal, but being celibate is not for everybody. Let's, I mean, you know, if that was her desire to be a celibate sage, then yes, she needed to pass this test. That really has a lot to do with temptation too. I've noticed that. And I've noticed in my life, and especially recently I'm learning this lesson of 
when I didn't have as much of a self as I do now, I, I was definitely succumbing to more temptation. As a matter of fact, I was in a conversation a few days ago where I expressed something to somebody and I had a self. I said, this is my boundary on this thing. Mm-hmm. They didn't like it. And they said, oh, deal breaker for me. It's okay. I got to be okay with that. I got to let them walk if they want to walk or whatever. Mm-hmm. And go, yeah, that's my boundary. Sorry. And be willing to lose a relationship, lose a friendship, or have an argument, whatever it is, whatever loss is going to come from this. I, I had to honor myself. That's her boundary. Yes. Well, you know, temptation arises. Yes. Absolutely. Having high standards for yourself. Definitely. Part of it too, I wrote down when I was originally listening to the story, the first and second time, this today was the third time I wrote down appearance and how perhaps we, you know, rely too much on our appearance. We think that changing our appearance is going to be the end all be all. That's more of a modern day thing for for me. Heading into my 40s or being in my 40s and seeing people around me, even in their 30s and 20s, like putting all these injections in their face. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I want to look like this. I want to appear a certain way. But you end up just like maybe mangling your face. Yeah, talk about a monkey face, right? I don't want to be a hater. There are some celebs that have monkey face their faces, like legit. Yeah. You know, this is Soul Streaker. We're not haters, but wow. Yeah. You go, wait, what did you do to your face? Yeah. 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 Maybe this is just a good point, even though it sounds terrible that we're saying these things. But because I'm not naming anybody in particular, but I'm just saying when you have more self-esteem, it brings up a really good point that you have less of a monkey face. I've heard Jane Fonda say she wished she had been braver and not had plastic surgery. Mm. Jane Fonda does not have a monkey face. She looks really good. Yeah. The pressure maybe in Hollywood to work. I get it. I'm not there to judge anybody, but I think you just give in to less temptation when you have a self. Like I said, there's been times when I thought I prayed for something and I didn't get it. And then I went, thank God I didn't get that thing. Mm. Thank you, universe. You knew better than me. When it came to relationships, especially with a guy or something, when it didn't work out with that guy. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I jokingly wrote in my notes Hey man, stay in your lane. Don't try to like get a girl out of your league. That could be also a takeaway from the story. That's true. Like, <laughs> if he and what would have happened if he hadn't gotten the monkey face? If he well, had showed up as himself. That is the thing. Be your authentic selfie. Be your authentic selfie. <laughs> you know, but that's the thing. She would have picked him if he had showed up as his real face, and, she, and then it would have changed the course of his destiny. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You always wonder if all this is predetermined. There was a setup that he needed to learn that lesson. And that was the way that was the universe intended it. But then that kind of questions, how much free will do we have? What's purpose and what's free will? Mm. Well, I've really been getting in touch with 
my own self and like how my dharma and just recognizing these things, dreams, whatever you call them, purpose that have been inside me coming to the point where I can have the courage to let them out is huge. It's hard. But so I think in that way, we could be somewhat predetermined. It's so funny. If you see children, you know that everybody, every little soul has a different personality. Yeah. What you're seeking is seeking you. The universe wants you to be Megs Malloy, mm-hmm. right? Or else you wouldn't want that. I believe that too. So I think that is predetermined. And then whether we choose to go down that path, because you would think it would be so easy. I'm just going to be happy. It takes courage to be happy and you have to have a self to be happy. Yes. Maybe that's the point that he really didn't want to fall in love and marry her in the first place. Can't blame a guy for falling in love with a hottie. If she did the same thing. She became infatuated with the Hollywood. Oh my God, who is this guy? <laughs> she became infatuated with him. Now, if it's not Richard Gere, like who else would be at a Buddhist ashram in 2004 who was in his 30s? Who could it be? Could it be George Clooney? I don't know. I don't know. Keanu Reeves. Oh my God. I would freak. I, I would renunciate. <laughs> yeah, I would forget the celibacy. I'm renouncing the renouncing. <laughs> <laughs> Who could it be? I don't know. I was like, ah, oh, it's Richard Gere for sure. He's a Buddhist. It's well known. She really threw me for a loop. Put that on, put that on your vision board. Someday you're going to find it out. Yeah. It could be like Carly Simon. You're so vain. She won't tell. Just you ought to know Uh, from the nineties. What's her name? Alanis Morissette. Yeah. She won't tell either. Oh, (laughs) you think Sadfi's going to tell? I don't think, I don't know. I mean, she's like, (laughs) it's like Fort Knox between Carly Simon, Alanis Morissette and Sadfi. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think Taylor Swift t- sings and tells either. Oh, yeah, probably not. No. She's a classy. Yeah. So I don't know. Like, who could this lover man be? Matthew McConaughey? No, I don't think so. I know. Would he be in his 30s then? Maybe. Yeah. yeah, he would. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? Depending on who it was, I'm telling you, I-, I don't know if I would have been like, like, I got to give it to her with the celibacy and then just having the visions because I would have just the daydreams about it. I would have been like, okay, let get, let's get the check. Come on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I it was. Uh, that is so funny. Totally. Totally. Then again, then again, if you think about it, he said he was attracted to her. Who's to say that it really would have been a relationship? And then she would have renounced her renouncing for what? For a breakup? For a heartbreak? Right. Right? When you think about it. Yeah. For some hot and steamy. This is fleeting. Yeah. For, you know, because us girls, we're like, oh, we're going to end up with this guy, blah, blah, blah. And a right. lot of times, most of the time that don't happen. That does not happen. So yeah, she would have lost her place in society and being a spiritual leader or because he felt like she was a safe celibate. It was almost like 
a challenge to him. He felt safe with her because he didn't think anything would happen. He just said it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's mind games. And when you have a self and you're, you're in your purpose, I think you're not as susceptible to that. Yes. She slipped a little, but she didn't fall. She stumbled. (laughs) She did not fall. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And you know, what great material for a book. Right. Yeah. Oh wow. my gosh. So it's, it's somebody around my age. So it could be McConaughey. I don't think it was him. Do tell, do tell Safi. <laughs> Salacious. Yeah. So funny. Yeah. There's lots of lessons to gather from that. It's also comforting to know in a way I'm meant for more. I have the spiritual purpose and there's great things that are coming my way to give up a relationship, which could be the greatest relationship of your life, but chances are, it's probably not Mm -hmm, right. Choosing yourself over somebody else. Yes. They don't do that in the movies. (laughs) You're right. They don't. Yeah. Show me a movie where they do that. You get brainwashed to choose the person. And then it's like, what did I do that for? So kudos to you, Sadvi. For not, for not doing it. Yeah. But choosing herself. Yes. Yes. And trusting herself. Yes. And I I would imagine she does not still lay awake at night and always wonder. I don't know. Could she have been Mrs. Hollywood? I don't know. Hmm. You know, I don't know. She's still friends with this guy. Who knows? Maybe since she stayed friends with him, she's realized that he's literally a train wreck. And thank God she didn't get involved. Ah. <laughs> or not. Maybe he's not. I don't know. Maybe he's not. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. But I'm sure she's happy with her sage life. She seems like the type of person who would change things if she wasn't happy with them. I think so. And she seems content when I see her now. And it's not like we're BFFs and she's, you know, coming over for tea. (laughs) Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Okay, Safi, I'm on your list. Yeah. So I don't know, but um, who knows? She put that chapter in the book because I think, honestly, she feels she made the right decision. What was her point in putting it in? I don't know. She doesn't say? No, she didn't go into a whole backstory or narrative. It just basically said her guru was like, get out of here before I give you a monkey face. (laughs) No, it didn't say. This leaves us to our own interpretation. Hence this podcast. Hey. This is the wrap up, the narrative about the event. Yeah. We're doing the 411 here. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So I don't know. Why would she? I used to know someone that said, sometimes what looks good isn't always good. This is never more true than now. Yeah. Know who you are, know where you're going, stay in your lane, stay in your course, stay, stay home to yourself, Mm -hmm. have a self to begin with. So some big, bad Hollywood guy can't huff and puff and blow yourself down. Mm-hmm. you're meant for more, but it's not, let's not have a relationship because I'm meant for more, but I think to know your Dharma and know what you're meant for and know who you are. I don't know. What do you think? 
Oh yeah, for sure. (laughs) This is one thing that I'm working on a course about this to help women just understand who they are, because that is the foundation. If you have a good grasp of what your values are, what your strengths are, what brings you joy, these three Mm -hmm. things, that's a good foundation for, well, what do you want in life? What kind of person do you want to be? Those are all the sort of subconscious reprogramming that begin to work on after that. But if you can just start with, what do you value? Then it's so much easier to make life decisions when you know what you value. True. Um, And your standards. I agree. Right. Cool. All right. I hope that we don't have any audience members out there. Check your your mirrors, people, if you have a monkey face, (laughs) because someone's trying to teach you a lesson that you are on the wrong path. Absolutely. Anytime you're on the wrong path, I think that's our monkey face. I think that's, that's where I'm getting okay. We've got the monkey face on. Absolutely. I think for me, this is a story about tests and, and distractions for what you really want in life and what you're attaining your higher purpose. Yeah. Yeah. So stay on the path, fight the fight. It's a good fight. It's your spirit. It's your soul. Every day is not going to be easy. It's worthwhile when you're carrying out your Dharma. So don't get tempted when you see a monkey face. Just know that it's not your Dharma. Yes. Awesome. Okay, cool. Well, I will look forward to seeing you next time. And then maybe you can tell us more about your class. I'm just starting it now, but thank you. And I know you've got a class too. I do. Yeah, yeah. But you know, Jenna, we really want to hear from our listeners. So we are going to put a link in the show notes so that you can stay in touch with us. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. Yes. And I know we have some international listeners too. So, you know, we want to hear from you, Spain, Germany all of the U.S. We want to hear from you. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay. Have a great day, everybody. And we will see you next time on the Soul Streaker Podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Soul Streaker Podcast. If you liked it, press that subscribe button, leave me a rating. And if you leave a comment, I'll mention you in the next episode. Please share this podcast with anybody you think might benefit from it. I'll be so grateful if you did. And don't forget to watch me on Lunchtime Live on Instagram at Jenna.Jake. And check out my website, www.JennaJake.com.